Welcome back to the runs with me, Gareth. And me, Nicky. How's it going, Nick? All right? Good, mate. Good. On to week three, or episode three for us. Episode yeah. three, week whatever. After Christmas, we'll probably try and get it a bit more structured and stuff like that. But it's just figuring out like the editing and stuff like that and how long it takes and remembering. I'll remember now this week how to upload everything to all the different places. But I would last Saturday or the Saturday, whenever I released episode two, I was doing seventy down a duel with my phone in my hand, trying to get it onto Apple Podcasts on time. So it's just remembering the processes and everything and how to get everything uploaded in time. Just don't worry about doing that. Let's uh, be safe and uh, take a bit more time. Yeah. Don't condone that. Definitely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. Good. This episode's been, episode is, I'm a date, I'm obsessed with the data at the moment, didn't I? And yeah. um, every day I'm like logging on and checking and checking. And it's because episode two has done better than episode one across all the platforms. And no offence, Nikki Bennett, but hopefully this one smashes number two out of the park as well. Exactly, that's the way we wanted to go on it, week by week. More people hearing about us and uh, giving us yeah. a listen. We've got fans of all ages and we wanted to give a shout out to our youngest fan who makes sure it's on the telly and is living home every weekend. I don't know how Scott and Ailey feel about us being on the TV, but I'll be great. Yeah, Top out, I'll be. Keep it up, I'll be. Well done. Yeah. Telford. Telford we spoke about last time, didn't we? Yeah. Uh, oh, great weekend, good laugh for the boys. Like I say, seven of us went up from the Sunday Club mob, and yeah, it was a good, good chat and travel up and good banter on a Saturday. We had a hotel obviously overnight because the race is on a Sunday morning and it's like three hours away. Yeah, great uh, weekend. Uh, my race didn't go as planned, I had a bit of a bonk and a bit of what a happened? bad race, but ah, oh, I don't know, mate, just. It's a fast race, as we discussed the week before, but obviously they, everyone went out. I was all right for a mile or two on my target pace, and I just started to like feel that it wasn't there, and it was going to be a long day, and in the middle two miles, just oh, went through halfway, bang on what I wanted to, 18.30, which would give me like just 37, but I just couldn't hold it, died a bit, brought it back a little bit, but... Yeah, it was still a good race, good experience to be amongst that sort of level of athlete. Like Mark Scott won it, people will have heard of him, Nike and NN running team. Like, and the other boys um, went really well. Yeah, well. It's been a big year though, isn't it? Like I said, for you, it's just wrapping up. It's only a like, little bump in the road to a year. Yeah, I, I, stuff you needed to do as well, didn't it? Yeah, I wasn't too worried about it. Like, obviously, at the, when you cross that line, you're a bit disappointed when you want more. But no, all in all, it was just a good experience. Like I say, going up with the boys. Sort of a weekend away. The other boys ran well, like Matt Varane, yeah. PB'd, Matt Harvey, PB'd, Butler, PB'd, 30.07, but he was still gutted, which is mental. But that's how stacked he was, like the top 50 when sub 30. I know, I couldn't believe when you told me that. That's ridiculous. Yeah, madness. Um, mad. And it's not even like I wouldn't say it's a perfectly f- fast course. No, but like just it's just the level of athletes to say like it's amazing. Just pushes you more then, I guess. So you imagine, don't oh, it? Oh yeah, you, you just get towed along like it's just mad. Like even where I was, I was told towards the back. I'd say back third or back quarter of the pack of the, the race we were all in, and like there was just people continuous yeah. line of people all the way, like little gaps, but mad. 
another good run as well who's with us up there um Derry Griff back in the 28 minutes or do you think he came fifth overall he was right up there pushing him he ran yeah. really well good to see him back. Is, um, yeah he's always there or thereabouts isn't he I think he, did he come second yeah. in Richard Burton this year as well no, I didn't win. no he won it oh, well, sorry don't hold that against me when you come on at some point as well yeah, well done no, but um I'm not surprised to see Varane PB in as well. I can fair never seen him at the top of the list on the Strava group as well. So yeah, well. a chance now. Yeah, maybe he'll have a couple of weeks now down down period and uh, give someone else a uh, top spot. Yeah, we need to touch in with the hardest geezer as well. But I won't, I forgot to say something before we started. Casey Neistat has finally run under the three oh. hours as well. Yeah. Good to see that. That was on the weekend. That was a bit of a surprise because after New York, when he came close know, again, he hasn't been posting anything, has he? No, no. And then like out of the blue, that was. And what did he get? Two fifty-seven, two fifty-eight, two fifty-seven. Something. Yeah, I know he had to bust his balls to get it, didn't he? From I seen his post, and um, he pretty much had to sprint finish for quite far, I think. Yeah, but he's been like, yeah, trying fast since he started, didn't he? And fair play, man, we walked with you, didn't he? And yeah. He didn't run it with me, but yeah, he was no. there. Like, yeah. But he went far off. He thought he got it, didn't he? But like, I don't know what happened. Yeah, chip time chip said time. yes. I think chip chip time. Time. What said Stop yes? Chip said no, I think, wasn't it? Class. Yeah, it's good to see him under there. Get it. Yeah, case we wouldn't mind having you on as well. So keep up that'd the running. Real. Yeah. That would be, be, that'd probably be real. a dream guest, actually, because not yeah. for the running. But because of all, he's like a good, massive content creator and YouTuber and everything as well, which is something I like to nerd out on as well, isn't it? It is. Okay, you write the juices flowing and then me for the running side of it. Running yeah. chat. Double threat. Yeah. yeah. Back to Ardis Diesel, though. He's now yeah. into Ivory Coast. I've, did he drug my territory? Did he drug did he drug my territory with a nice 30 miler this morning? He done, didn't he? I've just seen that on his Strava. Yeah. So. Still getting it done. She's going where he needs it. He's gonna. Is he, where's he getting an haircut? He's getting an haircut somewhere, isn't he? Yeah, so he needs an haircut. He does need a haircut. On that beard, that's gone like a lion's mane. It's mental. Yeah, <laughs> but he's going really well. Did he say yeah, he's back. a shortcut? Is he a shortcut? He's taking a shortcut. Well, he is running yeah. the length of Africa, so okay. so we'll allow it. Yeah, there we are. Right, I'm going to send the link out to Kyle, and then yeah. we'll get Kyle on. We've got Kyle, try a bit different this week, isn't it? Yeah, a bit different for us. You know, obviously, a bit out of our depth. With uh, Kyle, I would say he's more of a he's a great runner, great cyclist, and great swimmer. So triathlons yeah. his game. So a bit different this week, a bit chat about the lot and the, the dark side. Yeah, so I'm going to send him the link and then we'll get him on. Here we are, Kyle, Kyle Blackmore. Kyle, the Mumbles Duathlon course record holder, NFT and Brav, Brav athlete, Corner qualifier, multiple 70.3 podiums and wins. Anything else to say about yourself? <laughs> so, all around, all around good guy, I think. All around good guy. Court, you missed, did you miss court? Oh, I missed out court. court. Yeah. So, court. How's it Welcome, going? Kyle. 
All right, Thanks guys. All right. Yeah. Like you can see, my, my voice is a bit uh, croaky, so forgive me. We'll be but, all right. Uh, yeah, we'll plow on now. Exactly. So, triathlon, Kyle. I don't know yeah. if you know me and Nicky have done triathlon in the past, but not to your level. But before oh, triathlon, you played a bit of rugby, done a bit of everything, right? Yeah. I mean, growing up all the way through sort of teenagers, I was um, played high-level rugby union, rugby league, um, Wales, GB Cups, um, involved with the Ospreys. I was a semi-professional with the Celtic Crusaders down in Bridgend. Um and this was then up until sort of university time. And it sort of fizzled out a bit. Uh, came back, played in the Welsh Premiership, um, in the Championship for the Quins. And then, like I said to you earlier, um, sort of got entered a, a 10k. I think it was a buff, the buff 10k up in Arvon. Yeah. That's um, Yeah, just got, just sort of dipped my toes in it and uh, just got addicted then and just fell down the rabbit hole. And that was the rest of history. As you do, yeah. as everyone does. Yeah, yeah. that's what we're going to dive into today, is the rabbit hole and the triathlon background. So it all started, same as a lot of triathletes maybe, and a lot of endurance athletes were locked down. Yeah, definitely. Um, obviously, lockdown, we had so many, so much time on our hands. Um, just before lockdown ended, I'm on Wales um, with my brother-in-law, Ryan George. Yeah. I went too keen, but he sort of pushed me over the edge, and I said, we'll enter it. Um, Obviously, that, that year it got cancelled because of COVID. Um, and then perhaps if it didn't get cancelled that year, it might have been a one and done. But um, I think the more I got into it and the you yourself progressing all the time, you just get addicted to it. Yeah, yeah. you had two years to train for one event then, really, didn't you? So it's like, That's let's it, really yeah. see what we can do, like, was it? Yeah, I mean, the f- first year we didn't didn't have any events because I was sort of peak COVID, so it was just getting out training and things like that. Uh, second year we sort of dri- it was sort of drippers of events, got involved in those. Like, see, oh, I'm I'm quite decent, really, like, and um, yeah, like I said, you. It's how I imagine the sort of a method would would feel when it, with, the, with the addiction, like you just see yourself getting better and better all the time, and uh, yeah, you can't you can't get enough of it. Yeah, yeah. it's a vicious little circle, isn't it? Because then you keep getting better, and we dive into everything else a bit more as well. Then. But then, like you said, on WhatsApp, I need better gear, I need a better bike, I need better yeah. training, I need better shoes, everything. Yeah. Well, like, like I told you, um, sort of, the, my first taste of triathlon was the Mumble Sprint Triathlon, and um, my first bike I picked it up for like 350 quid from the cash generator in town. Um, I had like a cheap speed or wetsuit and a pair of uh, ASICs from the Pines, like. And then um, it is first stop for new runners, Nick, isn't it? It is like it's like the kind of thing when you don't know and you just get into it. It's, anything will do, and then that's what starts it. You get good at it, or you see yourself can progress. All this, you just you get addicted. And obviously, I can imagine like triathlon this a multi-sport event like that is like so like obviously Kai as we know and go on to is very good with all three and like with me it's just the running and like how much I love and put the effort into that and like any little progression and competing yeah. it gives our lit so much buzz on the competing side of it as well you're just competing against others and yourself and it's like how better can you be 
Yeah, and I think I think that's the, the sort of pull of it. Um, I think you you see a lot of people who get into triathlon now come from sort of team sport backgrounds where they've had enough sort of thing. Uh, they not don't really want to put a body on the line every weekend, so they get into triathlon. And uh, like I said, they get addicted to seeing themselves getting better. Sort of the lifestyle changes a bit. Sort of have a big health kick, and it's great. Like you see it, my stake now. Uh, they've got a my stake triathlon club just kicked off. And it's yeah. gone from strength to strength with a lot of youngsters coming in from ex rugby players and things like that. Like, yeah, yeah it's great. Young, Go on, Black, what do you say? I said they're getting younger, innit? The triathletes now as well. Yeah, so they're, they're all having a, having a go at it. Like, like I said, it's um, people are coming from being like got out on the piss every weekend or whatever or playing team sports and then going into that and then it flips on his head and you don't want to go out for the beer because it's going to affect we do in the next day or the next week like yeah so i um i've had physio for ryan a couple of times and he was obviously mentioned he'd say about the intensity of training for an iron man and stuff like that but we done a sprint sleep when you're dead one didn't we we were winging him but um so what's the training look like that two years you had in where you've just built this monster really haven't you i was yeah i, I think with uh, I think with like an Olympic and a sprint, you can get away with the sort of bare minimum and and get, get through it. Like, but uh, when you go when you talk about the seventy point threes and Ironman distances, I mean, you need you need to train your body to handle that sort of that sort of load. Um, you know, Nicky knows he trains for a marathon. It's a it's a big ask. Like, you need to you need to put the work in. There's no there's no hiding from it. And you look I at um, well, who's the guy the, the world record ten k holder? Chapter guy is it? Yeah, yeah, and a great example. Yeah, yeah. He, ran, he ran a marathon the other day, his world record 10K, 10K older, and he was falling over the line in like, and he finished nowhere in the field. Yeah, so 209 and yeah, he carried over Yeah, it's just durability and so specific training that you can't just wing it sort of thing, especially for the Ironman distance. So it, it, when it comes to sort of... Um, like I, probably going to later but I've coached I've got a range of athletes from bare beginners to people who are competing for podiums and it's the it's the ones who are just starting out as sort of um, the ones you want to watch because you've got you've got to sort of implement a progression and, and you obviously can't go running so hard on the body if you're going to have the mileage straight away you, you're knackered like and you're not even going to make it to the start line so yeah it's a science yeah. there as well Oh yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Especially with uh, talking new athletes, I try to avoid intensity on the run, especially if I'm going to run in background because, like I said, it's so hard on the body. Where you sort of substitute that for intensity on the bike, and you work in the same systems. So, and as well, that's the difference between training for running and training for triathlon. You're always, if if you're a runner, you're going to have to have a rest. You can't run every day of the week. No. Um, you're just going to get put yourself in a hole or get injured. Whereas Triathletes, you're always doing something. You're always working the system, mm-hmm. and some of these guys now are absolute monsters. Like, there's a guy, um, the Tel for Ten K you did last weekend, Nick. There's a guy yeah. who who won uh, Weymouth seventy point three the one I done. I finished second behind him, and he ran thirty fifty there in Telford. Like, is that Le Petri? Sorry, is it Le Petri? No, it's Stephen Derrett. He oh, ran. Yeah, he runs a Western Tempo or something, but he's a, he's a triathlete and he runs a 30 50. Like, crazy. It's crazy. I've noticed that as well because I'm with Steve, I'm doing some 
training with Steve now with E3, and I had to like. Steve's got best intentions, but he's another beast, another different animal, isn't he? But like he had me doublers. <laughs> I don't do doublers. I barely get a, I barely get what I have to do in our day. But I've seen like in real time what it looks like to be a triathlete and an Ironman or whatever in black and white. And I was like, I don't think that's for me right now. But it is intense, isn't it? It takes up a lot of time. Yeah, especially if you're, uh, you sort of want to compete, then you sort of at the point at the end. I mean, it's, yeah. light. It's, uh, it's, it's pretty nonstop. Like you and for um, some like someone like you, you could probably get away with doing the bare minimum sort of one session a day and see massive gains because you're new to it sort of thing and just consistency. Yeah, I've seen mad, like, I texted my brother the other day because he started running a little bit as well now. And I was a big mess when I Cardiff off and reined it in a little bit then for Richard Burton. But Steve's got me running 10Ks on a slide without even telling me in the training plans now. And I'm finishing my run with, like, intervals or whatever. I'm like, Jesus Christ, that's pretty much 10K in an hour. And it's like, yeah, and I'm on a slide without telling me. Yeah, I, I seen a good sort of um, analogy come up on Instagram. I can't remember whose account it was, but um, it was if you look at a, a tub of tooth, a toothpaste, right? Yeah. A full tub of toothpaste is the the beginner athlete, and then you've got a, a tub of toothpaste with hardly anything left. You can press the tub of toothpaste that's full anywhere and get toothpaste out of it, which is just <laughs> consistently here. Yeah? But then the, the tub of toothpaste where there's hardly anything left, you've got to press it in specific places to get it out. So that's the difference yeah. between an experienced athlete and a beginner. So you can do, get away with the bare minimum and do anything when you're a beginner and you're going to get better. Like. Yeah. It's the same as, like, I've done weight loss journeys in the past as well, isn't it? and you you lose the weight, you lose the weight, you lose the weight, and then when there's less weight to lose and there's plateau. less gains to make, then that's yeah. where you've got to plateau and change approach and stuff as well, isn't it? Yeah. It's like the ice... Cube melting ice cube analogy that I cannot remember for the life of me, but it's not the it's like the la, it's all the heat before this melted the ice cube, not the last bit of heat or something like that. Anyway, maybe we'll cut that bit out. I won't as good um, as <laughs> so you're in deep now, and in try triathlete. What's your strongest discipline? Hundred percent the bike. Um... Sort of every race, my race sort of starts on the bike. That's when I get to work and I just pick people off. And usually I'm up there with one of the fastest bike splits. So I don't know why. I don't do any sort of set the world alight sessions or anything. It's just, uh, it just must be sort of natural. And um, I get a minute in the winter, I hate riding a bike. So I hate riding on the indoor trainer. Yeah. So, so at the moment, running is my favorite thing to do. It's so easy. You just chuck a pair of trainers on, off you go. Like, I say no, you don't. And it's a safety thing as well for you in the winter. No, you guys on the bikes, like it's like oh, yeah. rubbish yeah. anyway. Then you've got the weather. Then you've got idiot drivers. Like it's like three things you've got to worry about there, isn't it? Oh, it's, it's ridiculous. So every time you go out on the road, you get some sort of uh, incident or a close call. But I, I just bought a gravel bike, so I've been doing bits of that over the winter. But um, come the summer now, I'll be out on the TT bike, and that's that's what I love. Like that's when I put the work in. Then. But uh, yeah, like I said, I struggle big time. During during this period, just to get on the turbo trainer for two hours, three hours, four yeah. hours. So to put it into context. That's probably like a treadmill for me, and it? it's just like so yeah. Bold, bold yeah. 
it's just like I can't get my head around it. And it's worse on the bike. You could probably yeah. do like two, three, four hours on it, wouldn't it, to get a good session? Yeah, and you put um, you put a YouTube uh, channel on or something or a film, and you just your head goes, man. Uh, two yeah. two hours is max for me. I can't handle it. That's mad, like the same. I can't do. No. So, bike, you mounted biked as well, didn't you? I found out the other day when I was diving through your Strava. Does that make it? Is that relevant? I'd say 100% uh, in terms of handling. Some of these courses, like you look at Ironman Wales and Swansea, they're steep descents, tight turns. And I'm, I'm flying down on that because I've, I've got that handling background. But you might find people who are only trained sort of on the indoor trainer and they come to a tight turn or a steep downhill and they're on the brakes, losing loads of speed. Like, so de- I'd, I'd say yeah, definitely. Yeah, technical are helping as well, and I suppose technically because yeah. like downhill mountain biking, you've got that confidence in yourself, knowing, yeah. and you sort of know where, know where, know where to carry speed through corners and things like that. Like and where, where to break, not to break. So yeah, definitely, it, it would have benefited um, triathlon. Yeah, bike and swimming and running is not far behind either. You're pretty much good all round, aren't you? Very, very good all rounder. Well, fair to say. I, Last last season, I mean, I was putting some decent swims in. I did Cotswolds one month three, which is a good race. Uh, I was first out the water. Wales, I went fifty seven minutes. Then this year, then um, obviously broke my collarbone, and my my brother in law Ryan, he's a physio, and he sort of looked at it now, and he's saying it's it, it's broken on the sort of uh, the sternum joint. Mm. So he said, um, like my scap my scapula then is moving differently. And I've, I found since I've been coming back, I'm really struggling to hit the same sort of paces. So I don't know if it's just a change in swimming so technical. I think any little change is going to affect you. Like, Yeah, yeah. swimming stresses me out. Like, that's in my training at the moment as well. And I've never, Nick, I've never been able to get my head around swimming. If I remember when we, back when we didn't sleep when you're dead, it's just, I don't understand how to breathe or anything. It's just so many different functions. So what are you what doing half of them? It's just like uh, you do half a bit of cross training here. Yeah, just something to tick over as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You want to yeah. go on a bike as well? Yeah. Yes, he's doing some indoor stuff for now. What bike? I'm doing what bike? I'm doing swimming and I'm doing running, but I'm not doing triathlon next year. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he's pushing you though, isn't it? That's what he's trying with that. Chucking them in yeah. Yeah, I'm keeping him at an arm's length with that at the moment. But I don't know, never say never. It's like, like it's good for your lifestyle, like you said earlier, though, Kyle, isn't it? The lifestyle changes when you're training yeah. and stuff like that. Especially if you're on a plan. Especially, yeah, especially for, if you're on a plan as well, you've got someone to be accountable to. Yeah. I mean, you, you're going to do it like you don't want to let, you don't want to let, obviously, Steve's your coach, you don't want to let him down either. But, um, I, say, I text I him, it's mad because. Let yourself down, no problem. Yeah, absolutely. I will let myself down all the time. <laughs> when you get someone else, they can't let Steve down. Absolutely not. It's mad, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be with me. Yeah, it's like you always thinking, hey, what, are, what are you going to think? Like, you know, yeah. putting, putting this, sort of, putting this uh, effort, time and effort into me, and I'm yeah. uh, sad I do nothing, sort of thing. Yeah, it's just, I don't want to waste people's time as well. Eh? i got to go out and finish my run from this morning after this. No. <laughs> you want me to I went, I done one lap. I normally do two laps, but it lashed down with rain and it done two laps. So I stopped on the first lap. So I got to go and finish it after this now. Right. Doctor's orders. Right, back to Kyle anyway. Yeah. 
So, ability. Where do you currently sit then amongst leading amateurs? Well, I, probably most races I, I go to, I back myself to be in the mix, hundred percent. But then you get the odd odd race where there's there's levels, and like I said, that the guy who run in Telford, uh, he, he turned up to Weymouth, and then he's running. I think he run. I I had I had the second fastest bike split there, but he run like seven minutes into me, he ran the one sixteen off a bike again. Awesome. Crazy. Um, yeah, there's another guy. There's another guy there. Uh, John Thelwell. He used to be a professional, but he sort of gave up his license. Um, I went too far. I think I was only two minutes behind him overall. But um, he's gone on to get his pro license again. Now he won the overall in I'm on Florida, I think. So, oh. so I am in the mix, like. Yeah, you definitely. You're always there about too. Like in Wales this year, like obviously we went down to watch, and um, yeah. what was it about six sevens after the bike? Yeah. yeah. And like, yeah. You know, that was mad as well, Nick. Because, like you just said, with your injury, how we even got the start line was just incredible. Like, yeah, like, I think. Month, two months. Yeah. I had a back, I had a sort of backup plan if I were going to do Wales and do um, Ayaman Cascai in Portugal. Yeah. Um, so I broke my collarbone in July. I missed Swansea 70.3. I couldn't do that. I hadn't been on the bike, on my TT bike, until sort of mid August because I couldn't get down into position. Um, and I started swimming two two weeks before I won Wales, and hadn't, hadn't got the distance in either. No. I thought, right, I'm gonna do it. I'm I'm feeling not decent, like. And um, I don't know if you know Nathan Ford, the one who, who uh, runs it, uh, NFT. Well, Nathan had a bike accident, and he you know, unfortunately can't do can't do um, any races anymore and things. But um, so he's always in the back of my mind, thinking, what what do you do? Like, he'd want to get out there. Um, so yeah, I went out there and just gave it a good, a good nudge, and um, I think not having that the big block of sort of July, August of running off the bike, and like like we said about the marathon, it's durability, getting that in the legs and things. I just I, I come off the bike and the heat as well. I just like, fell to pieces or something. Yeah, it was boiling so, off. Yeah, yeah. you hadn't yeah. trained in that heat. That was like unpre- unprecedented that day, was wasn't it? It was ten degrees hotter than it'd been all year, more or less. I think. Yeah, yeah, look at um, Ollie Simon, the guy, he led the whole race, he like, and he, uh, he ended up walking, yeah. And he said yeah. no one could have prepared for that heat sort of thing. And especially if, you, if, you're, if you're racing, if you're racing an Ironman at the point at the end, you're yeah. on the limit, right? So, yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Got, fair play, you can get an Ironman to watch as well. Like, see, on that bike, he was uh, flying yeah. around there. Yeah, I'm looking aggressive on a bike up there, one handed. Oh, once you uh, you come up you come up sort of heartbreak hill you see everyone and literally you you float the bear like you don't even notice you're pushing like massive you're pushing what bombs up there you don't even notice yeah so, it's like, like that's like my favorite like day of the I year think, like, yeah i think that's the only reason you want to do it you know you'll go through the 12 what? hours pain to have a zipped up heartbreak hill it's just unreal like it's just like through <laughs> france going up there it's mental everyone's loving it honestly have you written, you've written it, so you go down there to practice riding it and uh, come to race day and you, you PB in a bell, like when you, you yeah. know that, just you fly up. Yeah. yeah. It's good because so, they're far away as well now. You, NFT colours are a bit easier, but we were watching the Wolfpack as well, and we? Yeah. Ben Staff on the app, he wasn't coming up or anything. We thought he'd like de- um, disqualified or something or flat yeah. puncture. 
and then you see like in the distance, like, is, is that a mistake, Trey? And then it's Ben Staff coming back from the dead, and everyone's like, yeah. <laughs> but he yeah, was like, flying up there as well. Yeah, everyone's loving it for everyone, and eh? like it's just crazy. Oh, I think, uh, it, well, it's Swansea. So it's gone so big in in South Wales. Like I think Swansea Vale try, they've got over three hundred and fifty members. It's absolutely crazy. Yeah, wild. Yeah, yeah. I'll see so you know. When you come back, come back to what we said at the beginning. Everyone seems to sort of be dipping their toes into it now and have, and trying to have a go at it. Like, yeah, sir. yeah. It's getting bigger and bigger and bigger, isn't it? Lo- I mean, like I said, lockdown and lockdown was massive for endurance sports and for Zoom and Microsoft Teams. They are the biggest beneficiaries of it, like. Yeah. Well, I think since since lock since lockdown, especially the age group uh, field, is just leveled up massively. Like basically training like pros for two years in lockdown. Yeah. And then since when lockdown stopped, they still work still working from home, so it's a lot more flexible than it w- would have been. So, mm-hmm. like I said, the training like pseudo pros really, the, yeah. the top guys. It's like. Like if you want to compete towards our front end, which obviously you were there and thereabouts and on podiums and things and age groups, it's like you gotta be you know, you've gotta be putting our work in because you know everyone else is. So yeah. if you wanna stay there and keep pushing up, you've gotta keep doing it like and yeah. into it. But yeah, you're right, because I am man, everyone's on a track, isn't it? And it's always whatever WhatsApp groups you're in. You're like, ever seen Kylie's absolutely flying. Create excitement throughout WhatsApp groups being a local yeah. boy. This and you went all the way as well. It's like Jesus Christ, the guy is a tank. Both of them. <laughs> yeah, so I think it de- de- is definitely unfinished business down in um, down in Tempe. I went there for next year, but um, me and me and Kate were having another baby in June, so I don't know what. Uh, Are you? I, uh, Jesus, so I don't know. Yeah, June. So it's right in the middle of um, the biggest months of training, really. Yeah. So. It's, I don't know how it's gonna go, but um, I'll be in work in work all week on a weekend. They'll be like, "Oh, right, babe, I'm going out for six hours on a bike now." We got two kids in here. I was like, "Two kids." Like, oh, yeah. having two kids is easy. Yeah, <laughs> last one, promise, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. uh, last one. You have got into go business though, because in my eyes, when you got off that bike, you were placing top five this year. Oh yeah, you know, I know my running should have been better this year than it was last year. I think I would, I was aiming for. My goal for the whole season was to podium and I am on Wales. Like. But then obviously I had the crash. And um, yeah, I still had it in the back of my mind that I guess why I'd done it just too, too sort of uh, stubborn to not to let it go, like with, with a what if sort of thing. You need to be that stubborn to be the athlete you are as well, don't you? So it comes as this gift and a curse, isn't it? Being stubborn like that. Yeah. Yeah. So next, next year I've got Outlawful, which is up in Nottingham, that's the end of July. Obviously, the baby's doing doing June and then Wales in end of September. So, so staying in the UK. Don't know whether I sort of try and peak peak for that July race or before the baby comes, and then just take over until that July race. And maybe have a look at different options for Wales. I don't know, but I, I don't want to go into Wales undercooked again, sort of thing. Yeah, don't give it another good crack, like thinking about yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah, and it, it, they're pretty good now. Um, are you man? You can you can defer to the year after, or you yeah, can get well, a free transfer. To, yeah, get a free transfer to someone else. And this year, when I didn't do Swansea, I had a free tran- had a free transfer to Weymouth. Yeah, they still, they're selling everything out this year. Yeah, I've been seeing every week this week, the last couple of weeks. I am on posting sell out, sell out this, sell out that. Yeah, well, it's bet. I think Wales is sold out now, but I think that was because 
Um, well, I'm on Island that's been knocked on the head because of those two people died, didn't they? Oh, it is all. Yeah, uh, well, Hol- Holloway was, uh, he had his hopes up for the win Island yeah. and Wales. But, oh, yeah. Uh, it, 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 it's crazy, man. Yeah, so more people now are obviously jumping on Wales and even though Wales does pretty much does it sell out most years? I think it does, and it always sells seems out to. But it, but it's the only it's the only full distance now in the UK. Well, the boating's not happening anymore. So oh, right. yeah, no, yeah, that went. That was the last one. Last one last year, I think. Yeah. Oh, Tembi's going to be packed, Black. We're going to have to get down even earlier to get a spot on the hill. But uh, I told you this. It was like I was getting up to go on holidays. It was up before my alarm at four o'clock in the morning, waiting on the corner of the street to pick me up. It's class day. It must be, I can't imagine how oh, this is like zipping around the place on your feet and on a bike and swimming because I was just busy watching. This year, that uh, the swim start, especially that we got sudden rays, you had, uh, you had those parachuters, and it's like a cold one, like with every, everyone just watching. I do, yeah. 100% you're not going to get a better uh, race start than that, anyway. Uh, it was pretty perfect on it. It was class. Yeah. Standing it. It was a class. Really enjoyed that day. Really. Yeah. I did understand as well how enthusiastic Nicky Bennett gets about everything. Very enthusiastic <laughs> man. Yes. Right. So, you qualify for world's qualifier as well. Perfect. And speaking about Ironman selling out, it's probably a good time to talk about the expense and the commit, the financial commitment that I am man is as well. Yeah. Because your first so, bike is so, But you're not yeah. riding up anymore. Well, <laughs> this is what happened. I, bought, I had that I had that bike from Cash Generator. I had it for a bit. And like I said, then Mumble Sprint. And I, I got sucked into the rabbit hole a little bit more on eBay, then looking at frames and bikes and things. And how can I, how can I get away with this now without my missus knowing I'm having a new bike? So I bought, <laughs> I bought a carbon frame and carbon frame of the same bike that I had. The bike I had was an alloy one. And then just put all the parts on it and then thought she wouldn't find out. But it was a, my, my other one was green and this one was blue, so she did find out and she had the roof like it. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, so that, that was that. And then um, I got even sucked in, a couple of more months went on the line, got sucked into it again, started doing some TTs and got a TT bike. Um, and then, yeah, I think I want my second TT bike now. But um, it's just so, you just get sucked into it, man. It's crazy. Did they good to shift in your first TT bike, I guess? You made some money back on uh, then shifting, uh, or was it hanging up in the garage? Yeah. Yeah, you sort of sell it. I do, you can't sell a frame, just sell it for parts, or just buy buy your frame and put the parts on from the old one sort of thing. Like, But um, yeah. my bike now is, most of, the, most of the things on my bike now are second-hand I bought off eBay or Facebook. Uh, the only things that are new would be like the chain, the tyres, or and the cockpit type of thing. Better get people yeah. dropping twelve grand on new TT bikes, no problem. Like crazy. Crazy. But then, but, like, so someone then would have a twelve grand TT, but they'd have a road bike as well, wouldn't they? Yeah, and, that, and if they if they um, if they ride it about on a twelve grand TT bike, the road bike's probably going to be six seven grand. Yeah. So, and, they, and most most of these, most of these guys are. Sort of mid park or even nowhere near, like just got yeah. money throw about. Yeah, it's just got like, yeah, as well. Some of them, isn't it? It's mad. What, yeah, uh, so... like you, you look... go on, go on. Like, so you, look, you look at um, 
you turn up to an Ironman sort of t- uh, transition and there's how many, how much money's worth for bikes. Most of the, like I said, the mid-pack or nowhere near. You just wish that they'd focus on the 99% rather than that that 1%. Like, it'd be better served if they just did the training and had a normal bike and get around sort of thing. And yeah, people get caught up. People, like, make that much quicker. Yeah, they, I think people get caught up in, in the marketing and things like that. Well, like I said, it'd be much better served. Just putting the training in, putting the effort in, and you're going to be you're going to be quicker like than just buying, buying a new bike oh. isn't a magic pill sort of thing. Like Definitely not. No, but Nick, you've only got a page. So, Nicky, you see episode, was it episode one? Yeah, episode one. Nicky was justifying the trainers a pound a mile, 300 pounds, 300 miles for the Nikes. Like carbons, yeah. It must be costing a fortune to finish an Ironman per yeah. mile. Well, look, I was looking, I was trying to calculate, calculate earlier. You're looking. An Ironman race, you're gonna you're gonna want to go into it with new tires, new chain. Let's say new ch- new tires, sixty five quid each at least. Uh, new chain, sixty quid. Just nutrition to get around. Where pe- people recommend ninety grams of carbs an hour. Say so the gels they use are three quid each. Talking ten, for a ten hour Ironman, that's ninety quid, like just for nutrition <laughs> for the day. And don't that's- don't forget, you got you got to you you do a month of training before that as well, so. If you're using that nutrition to train as well, it's costing you a fortune. Yeah. And like, even like the stuff, I, I, the grubby house in the weekly food shop now as well. Oh, it's mental. I, I did dabble in, um, so if you look at the ingredients of gels and, and sort of uh, powders, you can buy the raw, raw ingredients from places like bulk powders and things. So like you buy a bag of fructose and maltodextrin and mix it up yourself. I did do that for a bit. And it's way more cost effective, but it's just... Um, an addict just to mix them up and get away and skin us out in the kitchen, like just to do it. Yeah, yeah the Welsh runner was doing half a bit as well. He he yeah. dabbled in like gels or whatever it was to take because of the costs. I don't know if he's still yeah. doing it. It takes away valuable yeah, training, doesn't it? Yeah, but like I said, you got you got all all those costs just for race day on top of race entry, and then for example, Tembe, you got accommodation and travel as well. You're not, you're not going to get it anywhere, unless you've got, like I'm lucky, you've got a camper van, but um, you'd be lucky to get it anywhere in Tembe for less than 500 quid, like, for the weekend. Definitely. No, we fly in and out, don't we? We drive in and drive home, like, usually. It's so expensive to stay down, and it's yeah. sold out straight away. But you can't be driving down and driving home on the same night when you're doing, zipping around there in not 10 hours as well. Yeah, yeah. And, it's just a vicious circle, isn't it? You get in now, you're in the rabbit hole, and it's like, i got to get better, i got to get better, i got to get better. And then other people go, I, I want to be like him, I want to be like him. And it just, just it's a massive vicious circle. And I, your man, fair play as a brand, are just uh, counting the dollars going into their bank account, isn't it? Well, at the end of the day, they're, they're a business, isn't it? So, Can't, don't get me wrong, you yeah, you, you, there are other sort of in distance events in the UK and around the world, but... Um, you won't get a better event than an Ironman event. I'll, I'll give them that. Like, but yeah, they, they did it. Go on. Is Outlaws the same, the same but different? And that's triathlon as well. Is that close or is it different? Yeah, Outlaws, they're a good event. They're a British company. And um, I, I think they look after the athletes. There's a more sort of family feel to it type of thing. And they look after you've got the options um, 
for deferrals and transfers. I think they've put out today that you get they've got the pregnancy sort of clause thing. So if you enter and you get pregnant or whatever, you can just drop out, do it yeah. next year, which is which is brilliant. That's really good, that isn't it? Yeah. A lot of the ring companies, like the big events, have only recent. Like some of the big majors, only recently they've started doing that. They were on the roll of heat for not allowing that. And I think there's only, I think it was this year, Boston and Chicago. I think only this year they've brought that in them. Like so, you know, for someone like a local company, you know, a British company like that to be doing it, it's it's good that is, and he should be doing it obviously. Yeah. But I think it's um, it at the moment this sort of hard. It's hard for events companies to see a couple of people going under. You, have you seen look at Tough Runner uh, or Run Avon? Is they the ones who went beat the Brin and things? They've they've just Everyone gone under. Avon. Yeah. So yeah, it must be it must be tough to be an events company, but I am on a global brand, isn't it? so. Yeah, they. I mean, it's take a lot for them to vanish off a of face of the earth now, won't it? But they were small ones as well, probably, weren't they? With the First, I I don't know. You'd have to look into it, but their first runs are probably just a couple of hundred as well, wouldn't they? Yeah, but I think they they've got. If you think of doing a full distance triathlon, you automatically think of Ironman, don't you? They, yeah, they've got it, they've got it so they got it sewn up. Like any people are having a like an Ironman tattoo on them. It's just it's basically the same as having a Nike logo tattoo, don't it? It's a brand yeah, like brand, isn't it? It is. So, so yeah, they they've they've got it sewn up really. I think I don't think anyone they'll always keep running. I think. Yeah. Exactly right. So it's expensive to compete and get on a podium and stuff like that. But another thing that's kind of rife in amateur sport now as well is cheating and doping and stuff like that as well. You see the cheating and running as yeah, well, yeah. having people having taxis and that. Yeah. But well, this is a more ta- taxi game. Case. Yeah, you got who's the? Uh, it was uh, the one who um, did the quickest lap at Rolf Lake in Cardiff Arf this year. Yeah. Too fast for the yeah. cameras. Yeah, too fast <laughs> for the cameras, Mr. Daniels. Yeah, mental. Um, well, I was looking earlier and um, he said corner twenty eighteen three three athletes got uh, pinged on the testing, so they are testing. But I don't think I don't think the sort of testing is robust enough to. To catch everyone, I think if you look at this, they've only caught, they've caught these three people, and like I said, they haven't even got a big sort of testing program in place. So that's just a tip of the iceberg, like, and yeah. these are for anabolic steroids or EPO and things. But I think, nice. yeah, like I said, people looking for these, looking for the easy way out, sort of thing or recognition. I don't know, but um, and then that's just amateurs, and you've got pro, pros then, which is always under the microscope. And you see me running, you look at people from Kenya and uh, Ethiopia, you, you always get people pinged, you know? Oh, there's so many. And lately, like, well, there's probably obviously not as many as we know about. No, but yeah, this. Uh, I'm thinking, that... like, um, if, if someone just goes out to Kenya and tries to recruit in, like, a Kenyan runner, they're not going to say no. If they say, oh, take us, they, they promise them a, a good life. Like, so I don't think it's the athlete. I don't think it's just pressure from from coaches and things. Yeah. Dangerous people in there that can get involved as well. Yeah. People with bad intentions yeah. using, like you said, dangling a carrot, a really good carrot. But the thing I met, I bet we try, I bet like some of the boys, people that are women as well, that are close to that sort of 
qualifying for a corner or a cent point three world champs, you know, they they're close or not quite making that breakthrough. It's probably that's some people, and I wouldn't do it. My mindset wouldn't be. My mindset would be work hard. But for some people, they could be tempted to just think, "Is that the last little push I need to get me there?" And like, yeah. "How am I going to get caught? Am I going to get tested?" It's like, do you know what I mean? It could be. I think I think, I think more so in um, def, definitely age group triathlon. I, I think it's um, it's definitely prevalent there. But you talk to the professionals, professional athletes, especially second tier ones. There's no, there's no money in it for them unless they um, they win in races or they got big sponsors or a big YouTube following. So yeah. they're always going to be looking for right. I need I need a big performance here to get noticed and earn some money, like because most of most of these professionals are probably on their ass, like. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we said. You're probably better off being a good amateur with a good job than you are being a professional, isn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. I think um, if you look at professionals, most Brit- most British ones anyway, unless you're not, not a top guy, they most of them are um, sort of working part time and then trying to travel across the world and race. Like where they can't be, they can't be making making money. It's not uh, it's not a living no. live in. No. And like you said, this and then it's YouTube, isn't it? But you haven't got time to train flat out and learn to video record. Like I tried at the start, they're not to be a world champion triathlete but youtube and self-recording and stuff like that and all the editing there's not enough hours in a day for you to train to be a top triathlete and be a videographer good enough to create videos good enough to go on youtube and then be able to market it well enough as well so it must be almost buzzing to be a professional triathlete unless you're top of the pops like Boyfriend, but call it that last year, he, I think he has a pro license. He's always grown up, grown up in triathlon elite level, like GB proper team. You know, when he's younger, I think he took his pro license for long distance racing. He did the season in it, and he knocked it on the head because he sort of lost the love, lost the love for it. Like there's so much pressure on getting results. So what's he get? What's he getting from being a professional? Like, yeah, having that money, like to keep himself going yeah. as well. Like financially, it's very probably similar to playing semi-pro rugby now as well and then you're probably better off having a good job and playing semi-pro in the premiership than playing for yeah. the Ospreys and the Dragons and not playing for Wales or anything well yeah definitely especially now with the uh, WIU in turmoil like, but yeah it's probably the same and he pro- probably get less money these, these pros if you're not winning races he turn up the races and get in get in nowhere near the field like and I think yeah. only I think the biggest way is only pay sort of 10 deep or something like that so all, all, all this expense to get there and travel abroad to race and you're not getting anything for it like mad. it's mad when you think about it the amount and the outlay or like for running you're just knocking out 300 quid a pair of trainers every 300 miles do you know what I mean but when you're taking everything in I mean, your wetsuit wetsuit to 200, 300 quid just to get entry level in eh? entry level yeah you paid like a grand for a, for a top top level wetsuit it's, it's mental. You look at the running races, pay six quid for entry fee, like, or you get two pound off then, whether if you're affiliated. Yeah, we said that, And then a sprint, a sprint triathlon, you're talking, you won't get much change from 70 quid now. Ironman, Ironman is 500 quid, 7.3 is not much less than 400 quid. Lot and of money. Qualify, qualify for yeah. the world champs, and you've got to pay 1500 quid there and then, like, take a spot. 
the yeah. good old Eva. Yeah. And like I said, it's almost like a pyramid scheme nearly in it, you know. Like I said, this, oh, here you are. Come to corner. Become a world champion. <laughs> but it's going to cost you an arm and a leg to do it. Like, like well, it, some people live, live and breathe it. That's all. Some people, that's all they want to do. But, um, like, for me personally, I've got a young family and things. For me to go to corner, it would be in £1,500 um, entry fee before you start. Get to Hawaii, I'd watch those flights probably. That's the best part of four grand, five grand for the three of us. Yeah. I would, and she, you, you could probably put a new extension on the house, like for the price it cost of me to take a family over. Or yeah. go on a, a lovely family holiday somewhere. Like, it's just, uh, yeah. for me, it's not, it's not worth it. It's not something that um, I'm not bothered about, to be honest. That's just knowing that. Craving for, yeah. like. No. Just knowing like that. We... To, I'm. I'm It's like we said the yeah, other so day. Just knowing that I'm, go on, you go, <laughs> I just knowing that I'm competitive enough to do it. That's enough for me. Like I'm not uh, bothered about going to. I'd probably go to Hawaii. I'm absolutely shocking in the heat. I fall a bit, so I'd probably go there and have an awful race, and I'd be get that I've, I've put all that money out. Like I'm ruining everyone's holiday. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk my missus for August for two weeks. But like we said the other day, Nick, you. You were lucky you had the kids young and you've been able to afford to do all the majors now in your 40s and stuff like that. Yeah. Who knows how compared to where you are in 10, 15 years as well, Because how old you know? you're still quite young, isn't you? 32 now. Yeah, so I mean, cup 10 years, 15 years, still in the mix, age group wise, isn't it? Well, yeah, well, look at uh, Steve, how old is he? 40 now. He's, yeah. he's looking to go to the World Champs now. Yeah, plenty of time, man. There we are. We spoke about the expenses and everything. You were quite lucky, luckier than most, maybe, with coaching and your relationship with Brav as well. Do you want to explain to us a little bit about how they work and stuff like that? You're coaching mainly, but what you do with Brav as well? Yeah, so start with Brav. I sort of uh, I met Adam um, back about three years ago, I think, um, when he was just doing socks type of thing. Um, yeah, he's just gone from strength to strength and the business has gone from strength to strength. He had a really good job in Tata Steel and um, he knocked it on the head to take it on full time. Um, and since they sort of released the uh, the team Brav thing then, I think it's just rocketed. So to have, have Adam there supporting me for uh, kit and just general morale and things like that. So you're talking, that's the other thing, kit as well. Cycling kit's not, not cheap. As soon as you put a um, no. sort of uh, a bike in the conversation, the prices are through the roof. Like, so yeah, it's been a god godsend, really. There we are. They got some nice stuff as well, haven't they, Brav? I got a hat and some socks, and they're quite comfy. Well, oh, every um, every sort of new new season or new new line they bring out is always is better than the last. So he's always looking yeah. to sort of uh, always looking to be. Uh, the point at the end and bring something out that that people are gonna are gonna love. Like, I think he yeah. he pretty much got a market sewn up in South Wales. I think he got all the custom kit, um, with all all the different trade clubs. Um, so yeah, I think he, I think world world domination is his is his end goal type of thing. But uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know, don't know where this gonna happen. But uh, but 
if he wants to add podcasters into his stable as well, me and Nicky are always willing to wear some brav on a podcast ad. And what about coaching and team NFT? Well, NFT came through Brav actually. Um, I know Adam Adam made um, sort of running hats for NFT after Nathan's accident to raise raise money. I mean, yeah, socks to raise money uh, as well. Yeah, and socks, socks and hats. Um, and I think he he, he raised an um, incredible amount of money. I think. And um, how I how I got involved with Nathan then was he um, sort of offered offered the coach people in the team like in Team Brav and. Uh, I couldn't sort of turn it down, so that's where I sort of got involved with Nathan. I sort of had a year and under, under him, and um, I'd been doing a bit of coaching on the side. So I helped uh, Ryan George do Ironman Wales, um, and I said to Nathan, "Look, I'm looking to do, um, looking to go into coaching." He said, "We'd love you to come on as a coach." So I've been doing it for yeah all all of this season now, and um, I've had some great results. And uh, yeah, and that's that's. It's a, a little bit of a side hustle as well, so it sort of covers uh, race costs and kit costs, which is, which is lucky, really. Yeah. yeah. But like you said, there's people out there that have not got that extra income from coaching, haven't got a sponsorship with Brav or any other manufacturers, and are not are paying through the teeth. And like, not, it's mad, isn't it? Like, it's a very expensive hobby to be average at. Can be, can't it? Yeah, but... It, I think that's why um, a lot of them are sort of middle-aged, um, mid-age crisis sort of thing. Or it's it's getting it's getting like uh, it's getting like um, it's getting a bit like golf and things like that. Like you, it's just people, it's like the in thing to do or whatever. If you're if you're an older bloke, like yeah. But um, uh, do you ever see yourself on a golf course instead? No, 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 me either. No, I don't like them trousers to work, let alone round a golf course. Yeah, pretentious rules. Going back to your coaching, Kyle, uh, I was going to ask you, what was, is that as satisfying as competing yourself, like seeing the boys and... Well, look at John. I, could have, I, I missed out on... Um, I, mi- I missed out on Swansea because I broke my collarbone. Um, and I was absolutely gutted, like, because I, I know I would have um, sort of done well there. But I had, I had a handful of athletes doing it and... Um, Honest to God, the buzz of being there that day, watching the boys tracking them, it sort of gave me a better buzz than it would if I was racing it. Like, so I'm lucky in a sense that I, that I got that as well. If as a, as a as a backup, I'd sort of always be involved in it. Like, but um, yeah, I had uh, I had boys chasing sort of sub five there. We just missed out by like two minutes. So like I was giving them splits all the time and things like that. Uh, when the boys Ryan, I've got he was in a sprint finish with. My mate Lewis Richards for third place on the podium. It was proper hard mouth job, like the uh, yeah, it was awesome. Fast. And uh, I had a f- the, other, the other time as well was Newport Marathon. I had a few boys doing that. They're tracking it. They all going for like sub three, sub threes in ma- like a magic number, isn't it? And um, yeah, they like you know the last bit. He's just gonna go over, and then he come through the finish, and he just nipped under like. Oh, yeah, was, yeah ma- massive was following your athletes and seeing them progress all year, like. Yeah, that's, that's huge. Like, you can probably see a, a big retrace on the, the leaps and bounds that people are making. Like, even like the likes of Georgie in there to get around Ironman Wales, because, like, again, he's not from yeah, that Ge- background. Georgie so had, a, he had a fantastic result. I think he's um, 12 hours, I mean, like, and he's, there's no way he should have been running about on a course like Ironman Wales so hilly. He's a big boy, isn't he, Georgie? 
but uh, I, think, I think the other th- the other massive thing with especially aim on distance is your mental attitude, and he's got a bucket loads like so. I, you know, it's like you you figure at the wall where you haven't. It's just your mind playing tricks in like. Definitely, now oh, that's class. That is like say that must be such a bad scene. Your athletes doing so well because they had a good year, didn't they? Like yeah, look at the Rodri Rodri Bay Rodri Bay last year. He was on a hospital bed. He used to be on his last legs. I think he had uh, an infection or something, and he had the Diamond Wales there and then. So he's gone from yeah. being a number eight or a prop forward to getting around the Wales course in like fourteen hours, which is awesome. Oh, again, that was another one. Good, great seeing him get yeah. around there. Brilliant. Yeah. Well, I, I was I was in a, I was in a hole I was like after I pulled out but uh, so I went I was staying in um, Kiln Park in a van and I could hear the finish line fin- call them the finishers through and they said called Rodri by like and I was, I was absolutely landed for him. Um, awesome. So this year we've kind of touched on the plans. I am on Wales, fingers crossed unfinished business but maybe outlaw in July yeah, that's the plan 2024 is it yeah if I can do if I can do I'm on Wales without taking a piss with, with uh, the family um, yeah the, the goal will always be the podium or be in a mix for that like um, and then outlaw number one goal is to go 7-9 and outlaw then it's a nice what? flat it's a nice it's a nice flat course, so it suits me to the ground with, with the bike and things. So, yeah, sub nine out, law and then wheels. Have a good go there if I can. Yeah, sounds good. Does there we are. We'll take a break now and then finish up with some this or that off Nikki and some questions off Instagram. You happy with that? Happy days, yeah. Welcome back. We won't keep you much longer now, Kyle. Got some this or that with Nikki, and then some questions off Instagram, and then we'll wrap it up. Nick? Yeah, right, Kyle. Got a couple of this or that, so straight up. Don't even think about it. Right, first up, speedos or wet suit? Hmm. Speedos. Speedos. Uh, the pool or sea? Sea. Ooh, nice. Uh, a 70.3 or an 100 TT? 100 TT. <laughs> Bad man. Uh, run or ride? And remember, you're on a running podcast. Like I said earlier, at the moment, running. Uh, struggling with a bike. Top man. Uh, front crawl or a pub crawl? <laughs> Depends what time of year it is, but uh, we have to say front, cr- front crawl. There we go. Last one, with Tembi in mind, the hill or the finish line? Heartbreak Hill, definitely. Nice one. They're both pretty cool, aren't they, in fairness, yeah. right down there? Yeah. Yeah, my first year, when I did it, um, I didn't even see, you know, you got the first time as you got the bell, uh, ring the bell, didn't you? See them yeah. do that? I didn't yeah. even see it, like, oh, I thought... went straight past it, so... So excited to get that under that yeah. big um, class, yeah. this one. Right, some questions from the question and answer on Instagram. Ever thought about specialising in one of the three tri-disciplines? Yeah, I think this 
this year I did sort of uh, think about doing just TTs and having a, having a good crack at TTs until um, I sort of uh, thought I had unfinished business with, with MB next year. So I, I would like to have had to crack at all the distances, got some Welsh, I think there's a few Welsh Championships um, races in the distances and I, if I had a good crack there, I should be in the mix. Like So that's something I'll definitely be thinking about uh, going forward. Like I said, I just love going fast on a TT bike. Um, turn yourself inside out and do a carriage race. Well, that. Plenty yeah. soon to come. Right, we've got winter indoor training. You said you don't like it, but Zwift or what bike for winter indoor training? I haven't got a what bike. Uh, I use my my bike, either my road bike or my TT bike on the turbo trainer. So I think a what, what bike's good, but... You've always got the specificity if you're riding your own bike on, on the turbo, uh, whether it be on Zwift or whatever. But um, yeah, t- turbo trainer and Zwift for me. Yeah. Ivan Holloway wants to know who wears more layers on a run, Steve Holloway or Kyle Blackmore? <laughs> Definitely not me. Steve Holloway is not percent body fat. He'll go, he'll, go, he'll, go out, he'll go out in a nice autumn morning, mild 15 degrees, and he'll have his, his year warmers on and uh, two pairs of gloves. <laughs> He wears four pairs of gloves on a bike, he does, this time of year. He, he gets the bear in, definitely, doesn't he? Yeah. Right. I said he needs to put, needs to put a bit of timber on and warm him up, man. <laughs> that ain't happening. No. You could probably guess who this one's off. Well, hopefully you can guess who it's off, otherwise um, it sounds a bit mean. But who is your favourite coached athlete? That's a tough one. I don't know, I've got, uh, like I said, I've got a, a good few boys. Um, I don't think anyone's my favourite. I've had some good results like um, at all, all different levels. So, like I said, I've got some boys po- podiuming and, and qualifying for world champs and other boys f- from first-timers to to complete any first Ironman, which in my, in my book is just as uh, as good. Like, as Absolutely. from a coach's perspective, anyway. Yeah, that was off Ryan, anyway. <laughs> well, Ryan George. <laughs> <laughs> no, Ryan Jones. Ryan James, did oh, Ryan Jones, don't you? Ryan, you know I love you, but. <laughs> <laughs> and my favourite so far to wrap it up from Ben Kyo, when are attack making a comeback? Oh, I didn't mention that, did I? <laughs> Called. Uh, yeah, you should be in a band, do uh, weddings, birthdays, uh, proper rock star like. So that's that's another that's another income stream look. So I might have to do yeah. that if um if my spon- if they take my sponsorship away from me now. Yeah, singing, rugby, triathlon. I said to play earlier, you could probably fly a plane just by looking in the cockpit, couldn't you? You're one of them, like. I wouldn't. Uh, no, though it's funny. I, w- I wouldn't. Jump up on a stage and and say I used to do a sober like and I I wouldn't get up on it now unless I've had you know, five or what six. Was, what music neck. was it? <laughs> well, what would you sing? What, what the people want, really? All, uh, anything, or, or whatever. I mean. if, if, you, if you think of a yeah, if you think of a wedding or a birthday party, whatever make a crowd sick, we had that set like so all covers it was. Class. Sorry, I interrupted you, um, but we're up no. to yeah one fifteen. 
hopefully people have listened to the end because you know what it's like with a podcast, but I really enjoyed yeah, it's been a good chat. And we'll chop yeah, it up and get But it's been a pleasure. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, nice one, Kyle. Appreciate yeah, your chill, time. Buddy. No worries, buddy. There we are. Over to you, Nick, and then we can wrap yeah. it up. Yeah, uh, that's it for another one. And we'll see you on the start line somewhere soon. Thank you. Bye-bye.